Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. On this week's episode of the Nailed It Wall, we have Sierra Verdi's newest assistant principal, Sherry LaBui. Did I say that right? You did. I did. I nailed it. All right. We're going to get to know her. We're going to hear her backstory and talk about some of the challenges as we go into this COVID year. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to episode 48 of The Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Mrs. Schofield. And I'm Mrs. Labui. All right. Well, we are honored that you are joining us via Zoom. We know your life has just been immersed in Zooms every single day. All day. All day, every day. Uh, so we are honored that you broke some time away. I know you just had your, your retreat via Zoom, which is kind of a, a tough thing to do to connect with all these uh, APs and principals and admin people. So we are honored that you are here. Truly honored. But as we start every episode, we like to talk about how we nailed it this week. So how do you nail it this week, partner? So I apparently decided, well, the end of um, this break, this summer break, break is such a strong word, <laughs> strong word. Um, but I finally sat down to watch some TV with my daughter mostly. And we've been watching a lot of home repair shows. That's something that we both enjoy. She also likes like really intense criminal minds. I don't know. That seems a little bit uh, intense for me. So this is something we can agree on. And because of that, it kind of sparked me to do some things around the house. And so this weekend, I completely redid um, this table and chairs. And that does not seem like a big deal. But it is a lot. It is a lot of work, and that that thing was dark wood, and I painted it white, so it was like many, many coats, and it took forever. But it turned out really good. You nailed it, and, really and even did. ordered the wrong fabric and took the fabric back. I ordered the wrong. No, I couldn't take it back. Oh. I just had to eat that cost because I ordered on. I ordered it on Etsy, and I didn't know where. You know, it's hard during COVID. Like, there's, you know, it's it's hard to know what places are open and what's available to you. So, and Joanne's. I don't know if you guys have been there over um, this whole, you know, during the outbreak thing, but. Um, they do not mess around. Like when you go to Joanne's, you wait in this heinous long line. They only let a few people in. You're wearing masks. And it's amazing. And I support it. But I just didn't have the patience um, to stand in that line. So I knew I needed to do something else. But got new fabric, recovered the chairs, painted everything. It is done. And I'm really super pumped about it. So Love it. Now, Sherry, how do you nail it this week? So I nailed it with my step counts. So my family and I are always doing fitness challenges. And for the whole month of July, we aimed for 30,000 steps a day. And we did really, really well until I went back to work and had to sit through Zoom meetings. So I had to adjust mine to 20,000, but I have been successful in nailing it every day. So my goal at school is 10,000 steps by 10 a.m. Wow. And then I can gauge it from there. So I got my 8,000 already before I got here. So I have a little bit of walking to do around campus. But uh, that's my goal is to walk around the neighborhoods, walk around the school every day. And I've got my phone set. So my, my, my Fitbit beeps when I need to get up and move. And, um, and if I don't, um, by the time I get home, me and the dog have a little walking to do. How are you getting 30,000 steps in a day? Like how long was it taking you to achieve that? It was probably about five and a half hours a day. So I would do an hour and a half in the morning, sometimes two. Um, I get up pretty early and 
uh, we were on vacation. We were hiking a lot. So we were in Yellowstone for about four oh, days. And wow. then we went to Zion last week. I actually did my interview with Dr. Finch from Zion. Um, and then we came back the very next day so I could come to work. Nice. Um, so yeah, so we, we like to be outside. We hike all the time. I walk every morning uh, with either my group of friends that I walk with, or sometimes I just hike by myself. That's awesome. Well, so talk about it. Talk about a great interview for yeah. the backdrop there. Yeah, it's not even green screen. It's like real Zion. <laughs> so it was. I I, yeah. I did I did it from the hotel room, but I didn't want him to see that I was on vacation. So I, I kind of made it a kind of a bland wall instead of the beautiful scenery that I was looking at oh, out the window. Zion is so, really breathtaking. I, I'm jealous. I, I yeah, it was it was my first time remembering being there. I was there probably when I was eight or nine because I grew up in the Bay Area. So we took an RV trip as a kid. Um, and then I took my kids that are almost the same ages as I was, and they were probably as enthralled um, as I was when I went the first time. Yeah. But we did some really cool hikes, and we did um, the Narrows. So you hike through the water for about five miles. Wow. So my kids could jump off rocks and swim and climb. And Sounds um, rough. Sounds really cool. rough. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. So my husband's an adventurer, so he keeps us moving all the time. He does not sit still. So cool. I so, love And it. he also recovered chairs for us like two weeks ago. I came home, and they were completely done. Oh, so, he and I will be fast friends. This is yeah, he, great. He, yeah, he has Pinterest. I don't. So, um, and he's always remodeling. I came home yesterday and he was working in the backyard on the built-in grill. So I, I never know because he's home with the kids and I'm at work. So he, we've kind of switched roles in the past couple months because he gets to be from, you know, work from home. So, um, and dinner was ready. So it's been a nice change for me. That's Man, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Now, how many kids do you have? I have two. I have a 15-year-old and I have an 11-year-old, both girls, and they couldn't be more different. So That's how it always is. That's how it always yeah. is. Now, you yeah. said you're from the Bay Area. What part? I grew up in Moraga, California, which is where St. Mary's College is, and okay. it's about 30 minutes um, east of San Francisco. I'm, I was born in Pacifica. Do you know oh, where that yeah. Is? Yeah. And I lived there until I was 12. Yeah. My, a lot of, I have family up in the like Fremont, Monterey. Oh, okay. Area. So my first 15 years of teaching was in Fremont Unified. Oh, okay. That's so cool. I was off mission and then, um, this is what I've done. So this is, I'm in, I'm getting into my 28th year of education. That is awesome. So I started in the Bay area. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And then my husband's company transferred us to here and I, didn't think I could love it anymore. And I will never move. Like if he gets transferred again, I will miss him terribly. Um, but I, I absolutely love it here. So. Which is saying a lot because that is quite a shift to go from Bay Area. Because, you know, you've got the fog, the moisture, the cold mornings, cold evenings, no matter what time, of, you know, and then you come here. And as everybody tells you, yeah, I don't think I've been heat. sweatshirt since we've been here for it's almost 12 years. Um, yeah. There's no need. That's so, so yeah. Wow, and we cool. haven't gone back. We because of COVID, we had a trip planned and we didn't go. Um, I don't miss the traffic. I don't no. miss the prices. Um, and there's great things. I, I don't know. I don't miss. And you don't have earthquakes here. That is true. We did have one weird one, but yeah. Oh, I I, I lived there in '89, so I um that was the last big big one yep. where all the water in our backyard pool was like, and then it was out. Um, yeah. So that was the big big one. But I was in college during that time, so um. And that was during the, the Bay Bridge series. So that was a big night. Yeah. Now tell us a little bit about like what, what you started teaching. Wait, kind you, of like you your, nailed it. Oh, I, I, forgot oh my, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot my nailed it. Um, well, I think uh, one of the kind of a sad one today was on Twitter, seeing everyone getting their Google Innovator. And like we were so busy this summer. I'm not really, but like, you know, we put it on the back burner. Like one of our Just big goals, our you know, one of our big goals is to apply for the Google Innovator. And that's like the holy grail, of like Google 
educators and everything like this huge community and we just put it on the back burner and kind of pushed it to next year so that was the, my kind of uh nailed it in a so good way so i'm excited for all those people but they're doing it virtually and like usually you get to go to all these cool locations and me and you were like we don't want to do it virtually we want to be with this cohort we, we want to go to google or go to these cities like wherever they kind of send you and kind of have that connection and and so we didn't want to miss out on that part of it so we kind of we shelved it till next year, okay. so it feels kind of good. Um, I also worked on my uh, Memoji, like it you see on these Twitter <laughs> things, like people making their MacBook Memoji. So that came out pretty awesome. So I felt good there, and you know, just get back in the classroom. You know, brought some stuff in the classroom the other day. It felt so good just being in the classroom and kind of organizing mm -hmm. things. It just just felt good you know felt good to be on campus we met sherry there getting her steps in she's walking around so yeah with heels awesome. you don't do your you don't do your walks at lunch and your heels right your uh, it depends like today i brought today i brought extra shoes that day i forgot my shoes so oh. I, I yeah crush crushing the step game I'm, so. I'm learning i'm learning my ankle so it was just great being on campus and it being was. in the classroom for the day not knowing when we'll have students back there but it just felt good seeing you know mr galetti seeing romo meeting mm -hmm. some of the new staff and mm -hmm. you know just that feel of being on class so those are my kind of three nailed it into one right there and i know for you sherry i'm sure people have like reached out to you as you've started via you know email and stuff but when you actually get to have the sv staff in person and you get to see really what you've just come into I think it will really blow your mind because there's just no other place like Sierra Verde and the people, um, I just know they're just going to envelop you and it's, you know, going to be the warmest welcome. And I, I'm confident that people have done that already, but Absolutely. it is a different feeling and I'm bummed for you, like the timing of this because there's, it's just like no other place. You well, know? I, I'm going to equate it to your Google innovator, right? So I'm super excited. The, the emails that I've been getting, I'm trying to respond to everybody as I get them. Um, have been amazing, right? But it's not the same. It's not the same as going to Silicon Valley and being at Facebook and Google and all those amazing places to see the growth and to see what they've built. So I, I'm waiting for my my staff innovative moment. So we'll, we'll get will. there. Yeah, but, and you'll uh, have that big reveal and that'll be something to look yes, forward to. Yes. But like, you're, it just mark my words, when you have that moment, like the first time you have to sit in a crazy staff meeting with our, you know, our nutty crew and just like where you see where people just genuinely love each other and we're family, it's pretty special. And that I think that's one of the things for us as teachers that we're just so desperately missing is the connections that we have with our and I, and I feel that too, being on campus. Again, Romo's amazing. I worked with him on my, old, on my last campus. So um, I, I know him and, you know, and Jenny's like your front office staff, everybody's so welcoming. Oh, they're amazing. It's really, really hard because it's just like missing your family and you just can't see them. And it's not the same on Zoom. When I talk to my parents on Zoom, it's not the same as if I'm allowed to go, you know, to California and hang out with them and spend time. So I feel you there. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll get there as long as we get there healthy and in the right ways. I think we're all going to be OK. But um, for right now, we're doing what we can to get the school ready, to get ourselves ready. Yeah. just to be in the best place possible for when when we physically reopen yeah i love it i love it i'm pumped up already now give us your introduction kind of like how did you get into education what is your 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 story you already kind of touched on uh your path here but tell us how did you get into education and get started gosh well i'll go back you know to high school in high school i was voted most likely to become a teacher um i was just one of those girls you know girl scout helping 
Uh, my dad was citizen of the year in the town that they live in. Like we just came from this family of, it's our opportunity and our obligation to give back. So when I was honor. in high school, like I worked in the, the resource room and we had, you know, peer buddies. So even as a sophomore, I had like just some developmentally uh, people, you know, just different students that had whatever, whatever disability they had, whether they were in a wheelchair, whether it was handwriting, whatever it was that they had struggled with. It was my opportunity to go in once or twice a day into the resource room and work with them um, because I, I like to learn. I like to learn about people. I like to learn. I, I just am like a lifelong learner. I love taking classes. I'm taking classes right now on, on Sundays um, just in the social emotional area because it's it helps me to help other people. Um, and that's kind of where I get my energy in the morning. So I do my steps for me, but then I kind of attribute the rest of my day is, is what I can do um, to make things better and easier for other people. Um, so that's kind of how it started. And I kind of went off to college and I knew I was going to be a teacher and I have an October birthday. So I'm on the younger side. So graduated high school at 17, graduated college at 21. And I was working in Fremont, um, right after college. So I started in Fremont, spent 15 years in a K, it was a K2 campus, but yeah. 10 at every grade level. So it was a big campus, but they were all tiny people. Yeah. Um, and so I taught kindergarten and first grade for those 15 years and then moved to Cave Creek. And the last 10, um, I taught uh, fifth and sixth grade. And sometimes like in one classroom, and then sometimes it was a single subject between uh, ELA and social studies. So how are you feeling shifting from, so a lot of your background is with littles and you know, even fifth, sixth. So, you know, we're going on to this K-8 and the kids are like these ginormous children. One of them, you know, in eighth grade is my son this year. And I that, like, do you think that being a mom of older kids, like it kind of makes that a little bit easier or does that at all kind of thing, you know, how does I that think, feel? I think you nailed it on that one. So I think when I was 21 to 28, being a single teacher and telling parents how to parent, um, I could tell them lots of cool things, but I had never experienced it. Right. And then until I got married and had my own kids, there was a reality to it. And I had my daughter in my fifth grade social studies class. And then I had, I had her again because they moved me up to sixth grade. So she thought she was rid of me. Um, and I had her again in sixth grade. <laughs> Surprise. I would say that that year when I had to teach um, second step and a lot of bigger concepts, but life skills, mm -hmm. I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. So it went for me handholding and, you know, getting snot out of noses and making sure that zippers were zipped and shoes were tied to these are the life skills that you need to be successful. Mm -hmm. And those are the kids that were at my house saying, do I call you Mrs. Labui? Do I call you Sierra's mom? Like what? But now they're in high school and some are beyond, some have graduated and we're friends. Like I got to watch them grow and mm -hmm. it went from the handholding to I'm going to, you're ready. You're ready to go and do these things on your own, but you have the skills in your back pocket to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, and that I think it's so fun. So I, I think that that age, as nervous as I was to go from kinder to fifth initially, I mean, I thought, what am I going to do? They're humongous. They can talk back. They, but they think, and they're so amazing. And they make me think because I want them to question. I want them to come at me. And, and if I don't have the answer, I want them to go find it and then yeah. come back and share what their process was because otherwise we don't learn from each other. And so I think that's been the fun. And now my youngest daughter is going into sixth grade. Um, and I get to do it again with her friends and I'm on their zoom calls and they're asking questions about homework and because she's at my former school and my student teacher is now her teacher. Hmm. So That's it's so kind of this little legacy. So it's been a really nice transition 
And my kids were the ones that were, I kept saying, I need to be a teacher longer because I need to be with my kids. And that was part of my mom role. Um, and I had my master's for a couple of years and, and just kept staying as a teacher because I thought that's where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And my own daughter's like, you need, you need to do more. Like you should do more because I was helping with a lot of things on my campus um, in my teacher role. And I just decided to go for it. And so um, when I joined Deer Valley a couple of years ago, that was a big step to be the Dean of Students. Um, it was a little bit out of my comfort zone and um, I loved it. I embraced it. I had a fabulous mentor um, and my principal at my last school was amazing. And it just seemed like a good opportunity with everything that's going on to bring some of the things that I know about social emotional learning and growth mindset to the COVID era yeah. and bring it to this campus. What is it? What is the difference between an assistant principal and a dean of students? Uh, title and salary is probably the first thing. Okay. <laughs> but uh, honestly, it's, it's very, very similar. So a dean of students is at a smaller school. So, okay. you know, around 500 students. And I, and I was a 0.5 dean. And then I was 0.5 RTIB specialist. Um, so to just to fill in those gaps so I could stay at one campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way I could really do so many things, running PBIS and, and like the MTSS process and different things for the campus. Um, but being a full-time assistant principal, really my role now is to assist Tony so that Tony can be the instructional leader and do everything to keep Sierra Verde amazing. But I will fill in whatever it is that, you know, whether it's discipline, whether it's PD, whether it's talking to parents, uh, PTO, it, it doesn't, whatever the need is, it's my job to assist in his role. Mm-hmm. So I think that's now, the biggest difference. Now you talked about your family having such a big in- impact on you becoming a teacher. You're voted most likely to become a teacher. Now, is there a certain teacher that kind of sticks out to you that kind of really impacted your life and inspired you uh, to kind of go this route? And I, I do. I have probably two that, that I, and one I'm still in touch with um, and she's probably close to a hundred by now. Um, but when I ran into her probably 25 years ago, she knew exactly who I I was. I was in TJ Maxx in Moraga and I hear this, you know, she called me by my first name and my maiden name. And I looked and I was like, Mrs. McCormick, um, <laughs> like, how do you know? And um, it was just one of those things that it just, she was my first grade teacher. She played all these random instruments, like things that I'd never heard of. She had jewelry from here up to here. Like she just was this eccentric. Um, I, she was amazing and I will never forget her. And so um, that was, she's just always been in the back of my mind. And then um, I had a fourth grade teacher who had a, had a great impact um, just on my love of reading and characters. Like she just, she would dress up as characters. She would, we had book studies, which we didn't know were book studies at the time, but, um, and you know, just, she made it really interactive before that was a thing, you know, before it was, it was more um, rote memory and, and, you know, the fourth grade is your times tables and you got to have it all memorized and you got to take those SRA tests and get to all those colored levels and, um, but she just put that love of, of doing all those things. And so those would be the two that, that stick out to me the most. I love it. Now you're onboarding, you're kind of coming together with all of your uh, assistant principals through the district. Talk about what that has been like doing all this via Zoom. It's definitely different. Um, luckily for me, I've been in the district for a couple of years. So a lot of the faces are familiar to me. So personalities are familiar. Um, the way that that DBUSD structures the onboarding. Um, it's been really um, energetic, and I think Jen Miner does an amazing job. I think uh, Paula Tunis is 
exceptional in putting things together. Um, so we, we are moving a little bit. Um, yesterday we had Dr. Galligan, um, Dr. Finch came on, you know, Dr. Z. I mean, there's all these people that kind of break it up throughout the day, but they've made it so that with our little breakout sessions, we're with a school that we'll probably work with for the year. So lots of familiar faces in there. Um, they've given us mentors. So I'm a mentor to somebody um, over at um, uh, Shadow Mountain and somebody else is a mentor to me um, at a different school. So we're, they've kind of put us in little groups and, and we, we have little, we have our time. So it's not just sitting and listening all day, but they're really trying to make it um, slightly interactive and until we can meet in person. That's cool. Now, what was this year's retreat theme? Don't they usually have a theme yeah. for your retreats? What was so, it? This year's retreat theme was superheroes among us. And it's kind of funny because and I'll show you because I didn't, this was before, but this was my little, this is my bulletin board, oh, which I didn't know was going to be superheroes theme. Um, and I had everything already. So I, I got lucky in that it fit right in. Um, so I got my, my superheroes and got like, just says everyone has a superhero inside them waiting to be discovered. So that's kind of a theme in my office. Um, just when I have kids in here, it's, it's what, what do they need? What, what can I do to be of assistance? So it's, it's not, I'm not going to be the, this big disciplinarian coming in and changing things that don't need changing and fixing things that don't need fixing, but I'm here to, you tell me what you need and we're going to find a way to make sure you get it. You know, just listening to you uh, a little bit ago when you were talking about, you know, the social emotional is, you know, I think that that's so key, especially, especially with middle school kids is you have to have those relationships with them in order to be effective as the person that's kind of um, helping them guide, you know, go down the right path if they need a little nudge discipline wise, but the relationships are going to be so key. Um, and that's going to be a really big challenge for us this year is immediately for you, for me, you know, I'm having new kids and stuff. And, and I am at a little bit of an advantage this year because um, it is my son's group of you know peers and so i do have some familiarity but you have to establish those connections those relationships in order to be effective with kind of the discipline part of it you know which so is that's where it starts so without yeah. building those relationships so that's probably my biggest challenge right now is how do i get to meet the kids how do i so i will be on as many zoom calls as i can and then oh. i can call kids from there so if i see something or if they're doing something amazing i can give them a call if they're not quite paying attention i can give them a call and say, hey, I was on your Zoom call and I noticed this and thank you for doing this, but hey, how about this? And um, because they need to know that there's somebody in their corner. Yeah. But everything starts from the relationship building. So without that, um, it, it doesn't work. So yeah. that's what I've been doing on Sundays. I've been taking a pilot class in mindfulness. Um, and so it's, I do all the practices with my own kids. So this week we had to come up with um, some goals and my daughter is an avid basketball player who travels well right now she's traveling every weekend this month so she and my husband are off they just got back from Colorado they're off Thursday to Vegas and then next week they go to Indiana oh, cool. um, and so her goals always have been to get the most points like I want to make the most points and my husband's like well that's great but that only helps in one area so what are the what are you going to do to be more well-rounded and she's like well my defense isn't very good so I probably need to get faster okay well what do you need to do to be faster so she's been running at night um so last night I came home and she was on the treadmill. She was trying to get three miles in pretty fast to be prepared for this weekend because she knows that her feet work, it's not going to help her team because if she can't get in position to shoot a three or do what she needs to do, it doesn't help in the long run. So it's been really nice. My other daughter is on um, a dance team. And so she just made the competition team. So for her, um, she's been trying to work on her strength. 
So she built a ballet bar over the weekend, which is hilarious. So she built that a PVC pipe um, using directions that she found online. And she and I went over the weekend and my husband thought I was crazy. We took her directions to Home Depot and luckily this guy at Home Depot took pity on us. I don't even know, but he cut all the pieces to her specs and she went home and built it. So she and I have been stretching on it. So I'm a little sore because I don't stretch nearly like I should. And to, to even try it um, was comical. That could have been my my nailed it fail um, yeah. for the week because that it was just not pretty. Um, but everybody has something they can work on. I, I haven't met anybody who doesn't have something. But for me as a family, we're just really trying to figure out, okay, if we're going to do things and be better, what are the steps it takes, right? You can't just say, I want to do this. Right. You have to have a plan. And a so, goal and a plan, yeah. Yep, so part of my mindfulness, we get worksheets and and uh, the other goal was to play a board game a couple of nights this week and see how you can improve your skills. So um, my youngest daughter and I have played Sorry uh, the last two nights. And um, she won once, I won once, tonight's tiebreaker night, and we'll go from there. But she even said that she has new strategies, that, that she didn't utilize the back one. There was one that it makes you go back four spaces. That is so cool that she's thinking like that. I love yeah, that. It was really funny because she was on the start, and then she could go back, and all of a sudden she skipped going around the whole board. And it just never occurred to her until last night that um, that's how she's going to beat me tonight is what she told me. I feel a little jealous that I don't get to teach her your daughters. I'm just saying they sound oh, pretty awesome. They yeah. are fun. And my, and my oldest daughter, her name is Sierra. So she's um, very excited for spirit wear because everything that I'm going to have from here will have her name on it. And she's already, nice. you know, that that is hilarious. That is yeah, pretty awesome there. Now you're, you're telling me your daughter plays for Under Armour travels with that team and then. I love all these projects going on in your yeah. house, you know, oh, now, now, now my, my daughter also, I, I warned you, I was like, I was like competition. <laughs> it's expensive. Get ready, get ready to be shelling out some money there. And yeah. uh, now, now I feel like I got to go build a, a ballet bar at a PVC pipe. I totally agree. And Home Depot workers, they, they're the best. Anytime, they really are. Anytime we go in there, they, they, oh, they it was, really it take was the time. Awesome. She actually, she hand wrote him a letter and then we went back on Sunday to give it to him. Oh. And he was yeah. working. So his name is Brad at the Carefree store. And, um, so we, we found him and they were calling him over the, the loudspeaker. And so people were like looking because maybe they thought he was in trouble or something was going on. And she had this, this card to give him and he gave her a hug and there's all these employees around and it was really, and he said, you just made my day. And um, people need to hear that stuff. And, you know, kudos to both you and your daughter for taking the time to do that because, you know, that those are the things that just mean so much. And well, he's right. Like every time we've gone to Home Depot, we've had some lists and we, it's like, it's, and I, I'm always like, it's going to be fine. They'll help us. And they always do. Like, always. always yeah. Do. And so for and him, my daughter was like just beaming right when we left the store. Like she was so proud of herself. You know, she's 11 years old, you know, but she doesn't think you don't always think about other people. And so I said, well, let's take some pictures of you using it. We'll show Brad, you know, and, but you need to write him a thank you. Like, yes, I had Love to factor that. a little bit, but, but she got it done. And, um, I did take her to Starbucks after to, to celebrate. Oh, I love that story. Those are the small wins you just got to do. That's a huge win. Yeah. I just think yeah. it's huge. It yeah, it was fun. Me. The world needs more good news. You know, do. I love, I love that story. I love like hearing about your family and like just how excited you are to, to dive into everything. Now, as we think about making that shift to summer to school starting, we got a little less than two weeks from today, actually, is our first day from school. Uh, teachers come back a week from yesterday. Actually, I think I'm off by a day. Now, what, what are some of the biggest challenges you see uh, as we go into this, this Zoom life to kick off the school year? I think it's twofold, right? There's things that students need to do. There's things that teachers need to do. Teachers are in a really, um, just an interesting time and they all want to do everything that they can. And some teachers, most teachers that they know have not stopped learning over the summer. They have been 
updating their pages. They've been working on their, you know, memojis and all of their things because they want to be into the technological age and get everything perfect for their kids. But I think pacing for students and for teachers is going to be key because we're in this through October that we know of and we need to pace ourselves because if we go at it too strong, teachers are going to burn out, students are going to burn out themselves, parents are going to get frustrated. So we have to find a really good balance between tech time, human time, connection time, downtime, outside time. So I, I think that helping teachers to find that balance and to make sure that they don't do everything right at the get-go. Um, and that's going to be hard because teachers innately have this desire to just get it all done. And I know teachers want to get in and decorate their classrooms and, um, and, and just make it perfect. And, and that's really, really hard is to say, you know what, there's only so much we can do and this is what we have control over. So let's focus on the things that we can control and let's not put our energies into all of the things that we have no control over. Well, and plus the thing is, is it's really hard to, it's like you're trying to set everything up in a room that has no lights on. We really can't see what that's going to look like at all because you can kind of build a skeleton thing, but then, you know, it, we didn't have the same setup at the end of last year. What we're about to do is not what we already did. And so it's starting from from scratch all over again in a lot of ways. Um, and then, you know, kind of just going with it a little bit at a time. I do think that you're right. A lot. Of, I mean, when I was a new teacher, I wanted to have, <laughs> I wanted to have like half of a year at least already planned out curriculum wise, like all my lesson, but, and then, you know, then you realize, okay, that's, that's not realistic and things change, you know, but like more than ever, things are going to change because yeah. There's just so much unknown and it's all new and you kind of have to let things go where they're going to go and kind of be gentle and patient with the process, you know. Last year in the district, we worked on this book called the Teacher Clarity Playbook, which was really, um, it was a game plan, right? So it really, it looked like a football playbook. It looked like a basketball playbook. You know, you got your X's and your O's and, and your execution. And when we were reading through it last year, it had a lot to do with building those connections. Well, we're starting a new one this year. We actually get it tomorrow and it's the, the online playbook, right? It's the virtual learning playbook and it's, it's changing. So I was reading the first couple chapters online this week and it talked about how when we left school, we were crisis teaching, right? We were given a couple of hours, it seemed like, to get your ship right. And now we get to do innovative teaching. Yes, we I go agree. back to education. We go back to what's best practices for students in a new way. So I think people that take that in and kind of understand that we're not just, we're, we're out of crisis mode, we're in survival mode. And now what do the kids need to be their best selves, but it's going to look a little bit different. Yeah. So I think being flexible has to be a key word for this year. And that's for parents, for teachers and for students, because without that flexibility, I mean, Zooms aren't always gonna go as planned. Trust and me, I know. <laughs> Right. You might send your link to the wrong person. No kidding. <laughs> you just don't know. Um, so I think that flexibility is going to be huge, but, but I think this is an opportunity because I've noticed even with, you know, with different jobs that my friends have, they work from home exclusively and their companies are still working and their families are still functioning. So yeah. there is a way that things can get done. It's just going to look and feel different. Um, but we have to kind of get on board ourselves and help the families that this is going to be a struggle for and embrace the ones who, who are already embracing it and build off of that. 
Yeah. Because there's some families who this is fantastic. My daughter loves it because she can get up in the morning, you know, go on the driveway, shoot some hoops, take a nap, go back. I mean, she liked online because she yeah. can pick and choose her times and with her travel schedule, it, it seems to work. Um, but, but for every family, it's going to look different. So the plan that they choose, whether they choose, you know, DB, um, the OLP or DVOA, whatever they pick, it has to work for them. Right. But, but in the same token, it has to be geared towards student success. Well, it's going to be interesting, I think, because especially for eighth graders, because they had a, you know, they ended last year thinking that they know what online learning is like. So, you know, I keep picturing them running up to a swimming pool and jumping in and doing like a major belly flop because they think it's going to look and feel the same. And it is going to be a huge shift for them. And they haven't had social skills like for, for a lot of months, you know, a lot of them have been pretty isolated or just haven't been in this, this big group, especially academically. So it's going to take some serious, like, you know, just kind of finessing them back into this whole groove. Um, And so I love that the district has made, you know, the social emotional thing such a priority because it's so key, not just for older students, for everybody, but definitely even for staff. And it's going to be a huge, huge focus. I'm I'm impressed by how the kids have really connected via the computer Um, and just watching my own kids and talking with other parents. um, You know, their kids are online whether they're gaming or they're doing something with other kids. Yeah. So they're getting that, the, the need met of that social piece, but it's not that interaction that's face to face. So the skills of the future are changing a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but there's still some basic skills that's, that all, that all people need. Um, and that's what we need to get back to. But until we can get back to it, let's, let's focus on what we can, what we have control over. Um, and I, I think the social emotional is going to be a big component but I also think that that growth mindset is also a key component in, in moving kids forward. Yeah, I agree. I love it. I love it. I love your energy. It's so exciting. Totally. Um, now, uh, has Mrs. Schubert been uh, helping you kind of make the transition or has she just been so overwhelmed with uh, her new role? She's fantastic. I think she's a phone call away. Um, she is now in charge of over 1,200 students, uh, K through 12, um, in a brand new role that has probably no specific criteria because they're making it up as they go. So I think that she's just really ingrained in making that the best it can possibly be. Her numbers are changing on the daily. Um, and so I, I want to honor her time and, but she was on campus yesterday. So, uh, we did the, the key exchange and we had a, a few, you know, a couple minutes to, to have a conversation yesterday, but she was great. She's gracious. She said, Hey, I'm a phone call away. If there's something that you need, she left um, a note in one of the drawers with this doll. I'm still not sure what the doll's for. But, oh, I know um, what that doll is. I gave that to her. Oh, I <laughs> it, it has orange hair, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, we'll talk about it later. Okay, because it said, please hold on to this. So it is still in the same spot. I have it. I, I just want to make sure that it's, you know. I'm telling you, this year you might need that doll. So just, just hang I, on. I figured there was a story behind it, so I wasn't going to do anything. You know, it might bring bad luck. Um, no, so it's a good thing. Breaking news right yeah, here on the mail, though. I know. I know. I know that she talk, left that there. Talk. That's perfect. I, I totally forgot to ask her yesterday because I just come back from my walk, and so it was a little warm. So I, she, I met her outside in the parking lot. She was dropping some stuff off. So um, we just had a few minutes in passing to, to kind of catch up, socially distanced, and um you know, with our masks on, like she wasn't even sure it was me. I wasn't sure it was her. Like it's one of those things where, um, you know, she's like, cherry, jelly. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so it was kind of funny, but, but yeah, so I, I wish her the best. And, and what I love is that um, Mr. Gladdy is so great about growing leaders. 
So uh, Tessa was here yesterday and it was just like, I'm like, what do you need? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, well, call if you need something. And oh, so I, I think it'll be a really nice transition for everybody who's kind of moving up in their, their careers to help others. So I think that that's one of the things that, that Deer Valley does better than any district that I've worked in before is that it, it grows from within. That's cool. And that's what we love about this district so many times. Like we just talk about how it champions teachers, administrators, like, you know, kind of shares everything, uh, you know, on the global stage via Twitter. Totally. And, you know, that's what we love about Dr. Finch, just how much he just loves uh, sharing the stories of teachers and how much support there is among everybody. Plus they really do embrace and celebrate innovation. And so like, I do think that they're going to be excited about the things that come out of the schools this year. Yeah, Dr. Finch, he's got this, this book that he talks about in pretty much every meeting that I've been to in the last couple of years. It's called Good to Great. So I actually downloaded it last night and I was listening to it on my walk this morning um, on my Audible. And it talked about how the best companies, when you bring somebody in from the outside, that doesn't make them great. But when you rise up from within and you've had somebody who's been a teacher who's taken on different roles, when you look at some of the um, administrative tasks and you look at custodial staff and you look at all the people who've done all these different things, um, I look at Jenny, right? Jenny's had different roles within the district and now she's admin to Mr. Galetti. So she's had three or four different roles and can see the inner workings of how, how things are done. You come to it from a totally different perspective than if you're coming in straight to make changes, you haven't built any relationships yet. You haven't done the growing that you need to do as a person to bring you to where you need to be. So for me, growing up and having been a beginning teacher and then growing new teachers and now being an admin and helping other people become admin, that's part of the process. And if, and if you keep jumping around and changing, you're not actually growing from within. You're just growing outside and you're not planting those roots. I love it. I love it. Now, I love the, the energy that you and Mr. Galetti have. You both totally. are super active people. I don't know if you guys are going to have a conversation. You guys are constantly going to be on the move. Now, what, what have you loved about uh, getting to know Mr. Galetti? He just does, he has a really good sense of humor. I like being on Zoom calls with him because right now being new um, to the school, uh, and I'm not a quiet person, but I, I'm just chill during the Zoom calls. Um, a lot of times because I don't like to see my face constantly, I'll you know just kind of put my picture up so that I don't have to see like all the faces that are up there. But he's really good about chiming in, and I like listening to his energy with the other principals. Um, he's got a really good rapport, so we're actually going to be on a Zoom call at nine with a couple people that just through talking yesterday, all of a sudden this new idea came up and now Tony and another uh, principal are leading it. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's the way it's done, right? You see something, you're like, well, how about we do it this way? Okay, now that's your committee, take it on and let us know what's gonna happen. Um, and so he's gonna run with that today. And um, speaking of that, he likes to run. So I'm gonna give him <laughs> that, that you know, I'm, I'm not doing a 50K, um, I don't run unless someone's chasing me, but I could walk a million miles. Um, that's how I am, I, I relate. Yeah. Yeah. No, just, yeah. I, well, I, and the nice thing is, and I'm sure you have already puzzled this out for yourself. Like what you see is what you get with Tony. Like he's just genuinely that nice of a person and enthusiastic and supportive. And, you know, I think the two of you are going to be a really good fit. Um, it makes me happy to see, you know, that cause he's, he's pretty awesome. And, and we, we very much value his leadership at our school and the, the, grace and the, the latitude he gives us to be innovative and you know do the things we do and try yeah, to i can it. see that so he and i were hired the same time so we've been in the district the same amount of time um and we did some of our onboarding um in admin initially and then we did a lot of our leadership courses so there was some ap and and uh 
principal trainings after school. So he and I were always at those together. And then we did um, some other um, McCrell training together. So we've seen each other in the district the last couple of years. Um, Cause I remember when I first met him, you know, his wife had just had a baby. So now his baby's a little bit older and then he's got his, you know, his son who's here at school. So I think that's, I think that's wonderful. Like just watching where he's at with his family and the time and, and to covet that, that time together, you know, as my kids get a little bit older and my daughter's just a few years, you know, from going off to college, um, it, it brings a different perspective. Yeah. And, and what Mr. Galetti does, he really focuses on, you know, make sure you you know, like you talked about teachers, not burning out, students not burning out, make sure you find that time for your families, step away. And, you know, I think that's such a big thing kind of moving forward of, trying to find that balance. And, you know, I remember when this whole COVID thing started, uh, everyone back East was stuck inside because it's just so cold and, and the winters. And then now it's like, you know, just so hot and people are like, you don't know what it's like to be stuck inside. Like, you know, how quickly those roles mm -hmm. reverse, like yep. it was just so beautiful. Like everyone's out there. It was like spring break going for hikes, you know, riding the bikes and all of a sudden the heat, heat hit and everyone was just stuck inside. It's been rough. Well, that part's been rough. Yeah. Yes. That's why early mornings are the best here. Like it sounds crazy, but 5 a.m. You see amazing sunsets. There's not a lot of people out. Like I, I covet my, my morning time because that's, it's just peaceful. You do too. That's what I do too. I get up at five and I go walking and like, yep. I wouldn't trade it for the world just because it is, it's a little, it's a little bit muggy, but, uh, but as far as like time of day, it really is quite spectacular. It's beautiful. You and know, the animals. Like I live, I live in Cave Creek, and so I see javelina and coyotes. And I think I could skip that part, but yeah, the uh, I don't mind because I'm. They're all walking too. They're doing their thing, and I, you know, as long as I don't have the dog. Like we, we did see some last week when when, when my daughter she's refused to walk with me in the evenings now because we we came across about ten of them. They were each on each side of the road. So it was like so we actually called a neighbor to come pick us up because she was crying. I have never seen that. I know you had like a battle with Yes, I've, I've actually chased javelinas off Sierra Verde's campus yeah, before, you know. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's not very Cave Creek-ish, but once in a while we'll get, actually I went for a run the other night and I saw a raccoon. What? Yeah, like it was oh, like. I've never seen a raccoon here. Yeah. I was, saw an owl really early the other morning and I was like, do they not know they're nocturnal? It was like at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, I do see owls. They're uh, they're kind of up by, by us as well. But um, yeah, and we did have javelina one year on our campus when I was in Cave Creek and uh, I, I was out there because it was lunchtime and my daughter came into the lunchroom to tell me that there was javelinas and then they went on lockdown. And so then I went like just to make sure they were off campus and then I actually got in trouble for my principal because he's like, you should be in lockdown. I'm like, well, it's my lunch break and it's my duty free time. So I was trying to make sure they were off campus and uh, yeah, that didn't work out so well. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was one of my highlights of teaching, uh, steering the javelinas like away from, away yep. from campus. Exactly, that's exactly uh, what I did. I just kind of walked slowly kind of near them and they ended up going under a fence and off campus. But um, yeah. Ne never a dull moment in this education world. It, nope. it truly is. It's, it's a gift that keeps on giving in so many different ways. You've talked about, you know, your former teachers recognizing you like in a TJ Maxx, just so many, so many cool things. And uh, I know this year is going to present challenges, but I, I love your energy, your vibe, and kind of what you bring to the Sierra Verde uh, campus. I know everyone's going to embrace you. You're going to love uh, your experience. Oh my God, it's so going to be it's going to be awesome. And you know, I'm so honored that you took some time away. I know we were playing Zoom tag here back and forth uh, to kind of get this down, but I'm, I'm so glad that uh, we got to sit down and kind of share your story. I think it's going to be so impactful. Uh, for others to hear your energy and your story uh, throughout the district. 
and uh, among our teachers. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been, I mean, the thing is, is when there's a new admin, everybody is whispering, right? Like, what are they going to be like? <laughs> what, is, what are they going to be like? How are they going to fit in? And, you know, the other day when we met you, I just was like, this is such a good fit. And it just is such a nice feeling to go into a year of uncertainty, you know, but knowing that, like, we've got the right team. It's all going to be good. And we're going to get through this together. And, um, and, you know, I just hope that you feel as welcome as you should. Um, because I know that, you know, we're very lucky to have you. I, I absolutely do. I, I think the staff could not have been more welcoming, um, in a time when it's really hard to be welcoming, right? It's, it's, a, it's a time where people are fearful about different things and lots going on in the world. And people are trying to figure out what's happening in their own homes, um, you know, with their own families. And again, the emails and just the calls and all the different people that have, you know, stopped by socially, you know, we, you know, I'm in my office and we've got our masks on. I took it off. I'm the only one in here right now. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm probably not going to recognize everybody when we have our masks off. We'll have like an, an unveiling party um, so I can see what everybody truly looks like. But everyone's been fantastic. And as teachers get a chance in the next week or two to stop by campus and gather the needs that they have so they can do some stuff from home. Um, some of them will be on campus doing some teaching. So so my, my goal is to jump on as many of those Zoom calls every day as I can and try and meet as many students as I can and get to know some of the families um, and, and just go from there and do the best that we can together, like you said. You are welcome in all of my Zoom calls. Come oh, in. thank I, you. Like, I, uh, I would be thrilled. It would be, a, be an honor to have you come in. And it, it is going to be just, you know, keep in mind, you know, there's, there's the staff play and, you know, maybe not this year, but next year. So it's, it's a good kind of get to know people, but we'll be counting on you for that. You know, that's a, that's a fun thing. And, um, you know, there's just, there's so much that you're going to love about where, where you've landed, you know? Well, I appreciate it. You guys have been amazing and I appreciate your flexibility in trying to put this this call together and I appreciate what you guys do because this takes a lot of time away you know from your families and from what you do but you can tell that you're passionate about it and you guys have definitely nailed it in that department when when you come to community outreach. Well thank you very much and uh, we know you got an innovator uh, Zoom to get to but as we end every episode we want to think about Mrs. Labui's. did I say it right? Uh, daughter and how she took the time to give that letter to a Home Depot employee and how that made her day. As we end every episode, people, we always like to say, if you can be anything in the world, be kind. Now, if you loved hearing stories about Mrs. Labui bumping into her former teacher who's almost 100 years old, <laughs> her journey from the Bay Area and fighting off javelinas with her bare hands, hit the subscribe button. Every Tuesday, the latest episode of The Nailed It Wall will be downloaded to your phone. Now, if you love seeing pictures, videos of our crazy lives, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And me at a positive proton. Are you on Twitter? I am. All right. Drop it for us. What's your handle? Uh, I think I just changed it. It used to be AZ Inferno, and now I think it's just Sherry at Lamui. So it's, it's an easy one. All right. Follow her. Follow her lives. All right. Thank you, people. Lots of basketball. That's a, that's what's on my my Twitter right now. But, uh, I love it. It's growing. <laughs> Ball is life. <laughs>